You know, we see these articles and even on this podcast, I talk about it a lot. Some of the financial advisors who took advantage of people who were vulnerable, who went out to get financial advice and it scares us. You know, we're scared to go out there and to meet a financial advisor because we're just so intimidated because this is a world that we didn't grow up with. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. And today we're going to talk about Christian investors that don't feel like they have enough and have never received financial advice on retirement planning. Now, if this is you, then welcome to the best podcast you will ever come across, because that is all we talk about here. If you're returning, I want to congratulate you on taking a proactive approach to your financial future. But understand this, even if you've never received financial planning advice, you're not alone. There are millions of individuals that have never received financial advice or just don't know where to look for good financial advice. In this case, good Christian financial advice. Did you know that money is actually the second most talked about subject in the Bible behind the kingdom of God? So you're in good company. You know, many investors, they depend on the old, let's just wing it strategy. They feel that since they made it this far and have figured it out, that they'll do the same thing in retirement and others are following in the footsteps of maybe their parents. If they've invested in CDs, you know, they want to invest in CDs. If they bought real estate, they'll buy real estate. And we all know that different financial environments require different financial tools. You know, maybe they were in this market that CDs were paying a great rate. Maybe inflation wasn't so high. Maybe it made sense. But just because it worked then doesn't mean it will work now. Plus, you are not your parents. I mean, you're not your friends, you're not your neighbors, you are you. You know, I had a guest on, her name was Shay Newton. She's actually a financial planner herself now who also fell victim to this and that's actually what motivated her to get into the industry to learn for herself. Think about this, our friends have our best interests in mind, right? So we think to ourselves, you know, I'll do what they tell me. In this case, while she's saving for her child's college education, the circumstances changed. And her return on that initial investment ended up less than if she would have just put it into a savings account. So basically for 10 years, she received nothing. Now, she didn't lose, but she didn't gain anything either. And we're not putting our money away not to gain anything. Like I've said before, your goal when investing is to get the amount of return to be as close to the amount of risk that you take as you can. You know, in this case, taking 10 years of risk to get nearly zero is not right. So what do you do? You as a Christian investor, what do you do in a situation? Because you're getting information from everywhere. You're getting 
information from Google. You're getting information from the newspaper. You're getting information from the news. You're getting information from friends, family, neighbors, all these different sources here. And you're probably thinking, well, at least you got some kind of return and got some kind of financial advice. I haven't received anything and I'm worried. You know, I'm scared. Well, that's what we're here for. We're here to reduce some of your anxiety. We're here to reduce some of that fear. You know, according to an article by U.S. News and World Report, they encourage investors like you to understand a few things before choosing a financial advisor. And we're going to break a few of those things down. The first is how much will a financial advisor cost you? And no, this is not like picking up a box of rice at the grocery store. The prices are going to vary because the financial advisor that you choose, the cost may change based on location. Somebody in Los Angeles may cost you more than somebody in New York, for example. Or maybe somebody in Sacramento, California may be cheaper than somebody in Dallas, Texas. Location matters. Also expertise. Are you getting somebody with one year of experience? Or are you getting somebody with 20 years of experience? Are you getting somebody with a master's in business administration? Or are you getting someone freshly out of college? You know, those things are going to influence how much you will pay for a financial advisor. Also, niche. What are they covering? Are they covering just debt management? Are they doing wealth planning? Are they doing retirement planning? Are they doing legacy building? What is their expertise and how much education and how much experience do they have in that specific area? Maybe they do tax planning on top of the financial planning and they're going to be more expensive than somebody who maybe just deals with, as I said before, just debt management. Two, how do financial advising fees work? You know, understanding what you're paying for and how to pay is going to be one of your biggest advantages because on this show, we teach you practical financial planning strategies to reduce your outflows. And that strategy doesn't stop just because you're choosing a financial advisor. You know, just because we're not choosing stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and we're choosing Jim, Jane, and Jimmy, right? Because we're choosing between advisors, we still want to be just as prudent. Number three, where to look to find a financial advisor. You know, sometimes people may go down to their local bank or their local credit union and maybe somebody is not there. They may type in how to find a financial advisor on Google and get a whole list of different people from Charles Schwab or Edward Jones or who's ever paid the most money for the advertising. But that may not be the best advisor for you. You know, we talked about this before. You want financial advisor that shares your values, your beliefs and your convictions and in our case, we like clients who share our faith as well, because we know that financial advice is pretty standard. Everything is not appropriate for Christian investors. And number four, what questions should you ask? You know, you get into the office, you're like, well, to ask about fees or does he work on Saturdays? Or should I ask, um, does he know anything about Medicare or Medicaid? Wait, no, 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 that's stupid. That's stupid. He should know that. Uh, should I ask about stocks or how does a bond work? These questions play in our heads and we, we really don't know what to ask because we don't know what we don't know. And number five, how do you avoid getting scammed? You know, we see these articles and even on this podcast, I talk about it a lot. Some of the financial advisors who took advantage of people who were vulnerable, who went out to get financial advice and it scares us. 
You know, we're scared to go out there and to meet a financial advisor because we're just so intimidated because this is a world that we didn't grow up with. So you have to understand prior to the 1940s, this idea of retirement and 401ks and Roth IRAs, it's new. You know, these instruments weren't around for hundreds of thousands of years. You know, as a society, we are just learning how to save for retirement. And I think it's very important that we continue to ask these questions so we can continue to establish better ideologies around financial planning and have better actions. Now, it's time for a cheap plug here, because literally my first five to 10 podcasts were dedicated to these subjects. And I'm actually glad that I did this. You know, I answer these questions more in depth. So just like these questions are the foundations of financial planning, they're also the foundation of my podcast. So whether you're on episode 103, you just found us or you've been a faithful listener for a couple of years now, I want you to scroll down to the bottom of wherever your playlist is or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I want you to go back to the first five, 10 to 20 episodes. And it's really going to break down how to find a financial advisor, what technology to use, what questions to ask, what questions your advisor should be asking you. We go into deep detail about those and that will better prepare you for that meeting. So after you listen to this podcast, I want you to jump to those right before your meeting. Take a listen and take some notes down. And I want you to take those into your meeting with your financial advisor, whether it's with us or with someone else to make sure that you're on point during that meeting. Okay. Also, a term that I want you to know before you start looking for a financial advisor is fiduciary. In its most simple form, a fiduciary is someone who acts in the best interest of a client, even if it doesn't make the best financial sense to a financial advisor. You know, I'll give you an example. It, let's say you have a grandchild and you want to take some money out to pay for a family trip to go celebrate. The cost may exceed your withdrawal rate of 6% for the year by 10%. So you're looking at maybe so you're looking at maybe 16% withdrawal for that year. And it really wouldn't make much financial sense according to your goals that you set maybe a couple of years ago. Now, a good advisor will let you know the dangers, but ultimately, they're going to do what's in your best interest and make the distribution or help you make some cost-saving adjustments. They may ask you to consider taking a different flight. They may ask you to look for vacation packages. He may suggest asking others to contribute so you don't have to shoulder the whole trip or simply asking for a group discount or lump sum payment discount. Maybe we can structure a payment plan where it's zero interest, maybe over the course of the next six months to 12 months, depending on the price of the trip. And after a good advisor will readjust the plan and outline the impact of that trip for the client. That is someone who is concerned with you living a happy life and not just trying to hold on to assets so they get paid more. This should give you a good foundation while looking for a financial advisor, but let me give you a few more tips. The first one is, what services do they provide? Two, what type of clients do they typically work with? Three, how will they communicate with you and how often? And number four, how is the advisor compensated and how much will you be charged? If I went through that a little bit quickly, don't worry, you can always rewind it. But as I said before, go to those previous episodes, I outlined those things. But whether you're preparing for retirement, recently retired, or looking to pass on your legacy, seeking financial advice should be on the top of your list. And if you're listening to this episode, then financial planning 
is already on top, but it should be something that you look seriously into. It doesn't have to be as scary as TV and movies make it. You don't have to get out of your house, drive in traffic for 30 minutes, you know, go into this big office with 100 cubicles, wait in the lobby for two hours for a man in a three-piece suit and a deer head on his wall just to get some financial advice. You know, technology is moving very quickly. Now you can find a financial advisor in other states. And I hope you're starting to realize that there is a big difference between advisors. You know, there's a big difference between a financial advisor who is a Christian and a Christian financial advisor. Let me say that again. There's a difference between a financial advisor who is a Christian and a Christian financial advisor. You know, one thing about AB Ridgeway Wealth Management, we offer virtual planning services and can work with clients in the continental USA. And you can work with a financial advisor that shares your values, your beliefs and your faith, and not just an advisor that shares your city and zip code. The key takeaway is that I want you to find an advisor that is right for you. It may not be us. It may be an advisor in Cincinnati, Ohio. It may be an advisor in North Carolina or maybe in Florida. But if you've never worked with a financial advisor, these are some tips that you really need to internalize. And you need to make those first steps. So if you're afraid, you have some questions, comments or concerns or really just don't know what to do. Once again, call us. You know, we'll walk you through a consultation. Don't feel that just because you call us that you have to come with us. You know, do we want to help you? Only if we can. If we have to redirect you to another search engine like XY Planning Network, they're really good at finding a financial advisor. Um, NAFTA, those are some more organizations that are good at finding financial advisors. But we really want to get you paired up because our goal is to heal the financial industry and not necessarily just work in our best interest. We talked about being a fiduciary earlier and a fiduciary is someone who works in the client's best interest. Just because you are not a client of ours yet doesn't mean we don't want to work in your best interest. That is the best way to build trust because maybe we don't work with you. Maybe you find a financial advisor that likes hunting or fishing, but that's okay because we want to work with Christian investors who want to put God first and who wants to invest faithfully. And if you're listening to this podcast, most likely that is you. I also want to let you know that everything is not for everybody. So let me recap here. Here are a few things we want to go over before we meet with a financial advisor. One, how much will a financial advisor cost you? Two, how do financial advising fees work? Three, where to look to find a financial advisor? Four, what questions should you ask? Five, how do you avoid getting scammed? Things you should consider when choosing who to work with. One, what services do you provide? Two, what types of clients do you typically work with? Three, how will we communicate with each other and how often? Four, how is the advisor compensated and how much will you be charged? Well, with this information, you don't have to feel intimidated. And we have over 100 episodes dedicated to financial planning that you can listen to before you start your search. Well, I hope that you've been blessed. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, comment, and share. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, I want you to go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. And as a thank you, we will have a free gift for you. If you need help building your financial plan, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. So make sure you stay tuned. I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing.
I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgway, owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnestine podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.